name's Sarah. If I've not met you before, nice to meet you, me. Uh, my husband Phil and I lead this church. Phil's in Switzerland this weekend. Um, you will notice he's not here. He's spending some time with Eve and Janet as they get ready to kick off the church plant first meeting next Sunday. So just be praying for them, the amazing couple we're kind of walking with as they plant a church in sort of Geneva, Lausanne area of Switzerland. So Phil's spending a bit of time with them this weekend. Santino is away. He's visiting family in America, so pray for him. Um, Emma and I are here holding the fort. <laughs> so we're going to carry on with our series. Um, we're looking at a series on fruit of the Spirit, and um, we're going to look at kindness this morning. Now the observant amongst you will say we've missed one. Um, patience. We've done love, joy, peace. Patience is the next in the list. Um, we're going to skip that one. Not We're going to do it, but we're going to do it next week. You've got to be patient for it. Um, Phil and I are on holiday next week, so, and Mark's sharing. And um, when we were kind of kicking ideas around for the series, he said, do you know what, I'd really like to speak on patience. So... There's, there's no law, so we can switch the order, right? So this morning is kindness. Um, next week is going to be patience. So we're in Galatians 5, um, verses 22 to 25. Why don't we pray? Father, I want to thank you that you're with us. Thank you. Um, Jesus, thank you that you're king and you have an amazing kingdom and your kingdom is coming and is increasing. And thank you just for even what we've seen and heard and celebrated this morning. Um, and Father, we just want to, want to say that we love you. We love walking with you. We love being your kids. Um, and we want to be fruitful. Um, so I pray, Holy Spirit, open up your word to us this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me read you these verses. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So set in the scene, recap, reminder. Actually, there's some keys in these verses. We belong to Jesus, verse 24. Those who belong to Jesus, that's us, okay? Two things, it means we are living filled with and in step with and led by the Holy Spirit. But also this charge to aggressively deal with, crucify, that's an aggressive word, aggressively deal with the flesh, any part of our being that isn't lined up with, redeemed by, restored by, filled with the king and his kingdom. We need to deal with those things um, and then really commit to keeping in step with the Holy Spirit every day. And this kind of idea of actually as we abide in Jesus and as we keep in step with the Holy Spirit, then this fruit is going to grow, okay? But remember, the, the key thing with all of these things is um, they are fruit of the Spirit. They're not fruit of our circumstances and they're equally not personality traits. So kindness is not something you either you are or you aren't, like you have blue eyes or brown eyes. Actually, it's a fruit of the Spirit that we all need to display, all of us, in every season. So when I was kind of thinking, starting this off, I was like, it's a bit of a beige word, isn't it, kindness? It's a bit, it's a bit lame, a bit weak almost, a bit like nice. It's, you know, and I, um, but actually, the more I've dived into it, I'm like, you no, know, it totally isn't. You know, there's, and there's a lot, it's a really full word. It's a very full fruit, if you like. If you look in a sort of a thesaurus in terms of kind of what other things does kindness encompass, you get words like these, compassion, generosity, gentleness, goodwill, grace, tenderness, unselfishness altruism, charity, helpfulness. So it's, it's quite a, it's a broad word. And, you know, there was a study um, a few years ago, 37 different cultures with 16,000 subjects, that's quite a lot of people, they were asked, what would be your top trait that you're looking for in a life partner? Um, for men and women, 37 different cultures, 16,000 people, the first preference was kindness. So we obviously really value it like we really look for it um, and I was also as well as looking at this and there's some really interesting research projects which I have not 
pulled them to pieces. But they seem to be saying, listen, actually, when people are engaging in kindness, so, you know, being, you know, serving and doing, you know, kind of helping people and volunteering and, and being kind, they found it did things like it lowered people's blood pressure, increases serotonin, which is a chemical in your brain which affects mood. So low serotonin um, can often be a factor in depression. They found actually serotonin is increased as we are kind. So our endorphins, that's your body's natural painkillers. Um, cortisol, which is one of your sort of stress hormones, goes down. And they found, listen to this, people who are 55 and older who volunteer for two or more organisations have a 44% lower likelihood of dying early. And they kind of factored in genetics and, you know, lifestyle things like smoking and drinking, all that. So taking all of that out the side, actually volunteering, helping, being kind, 44% lower likelihood of dying early. So it's like, wow, kindness seems to actually do quite a lot. Um, but aside from the benefits, and aside the fact that um, it seems to be a high trait we're looking for in a husband or a wife, for us as God's kids, the simple truth is this, listen, you're just called to be kind. You know, regardless of the benefits to you, your health, your mental health, and all the rest of it, actually you're called to be kind. Colossians 3.12 says this, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. It's an active instruction. It's not see if you can drum up some kind feelings and thoughts sometime. It's like, listen, just put it on. You know, get on with it. Get on with being kind. And it's this constant theme in the New Testament letters of because of who you are, you need to live like this. So as God's chosen people, you need to put on kindness. You know, being God's kids is the most unfathomable privilege, but it also comes with an undeniable responsibility. Listen, you live you need to live a certain way and we need to look like our father who is kind so our kindness um, is in response to demonstrates and reflects God's kindness and if you look throughout the bible um, kindness is part of God's character and nature it says it lots of times all the way through the bible and, and Jeremiah particularly focuses in on it. it says things like this is God saying I have loved you with everlasting love I've drawn you with unfailing kindness like that's God's nature towards us i am the lord who exercises kindness justice and righteousness on the earth for in these things i delight like god is kind and his his heart towards us is kind and the way that he deals with us is kind and he delights in kindness you know and god's kindness is most perfectly um demonstrated in jesus it says this, if, you know, if we're wondering, what, is, what does kindness look like? It looks like Jesus. Titus 3, verses 4 and 5 says this, but when the kindness and love of God, our Saviour, appeared, he saved us. Not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. You know, what does God's kindness look like? It looks like sending Jesus. That's the greatest, most complete picture of kindness we're ever going to know. And, you know, it takes kindness from being a sort of, you know, philosophical construct or an, you know, an emotional idea it may, to being something that absolutely burst into our lives in the person of Jesus. You know, kindness was God seeing my spiritual need, yeah, my condition and caring so deeply about it that he initiated, he moved and gave of himself to meet that need. And, and that's kindness. That is God's kindness. And his kindness isn't based on anything I've done or haven't done. It's purely based on his love and his mercy towards us. Um, again, Paul looks at this in Ephesians 2. Let's have a look there. Ephesians 2, verses 4 to 7. 
says this, but God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace that you've been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. It's typical Paul. He's just reminding us again of the gospel. Just remember the good news. And then verse seven, all of this. So God can point to us, that's you and I, in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. It's like you know, God's absolute richness in mercy, his incredible love for us, this amazing grace gets kind of bundled up and packaged up and it, we kind of are on the receiving end of it because of his kindness. His kindness is so undeserved. We were in no position to earn from it. Paul starts that passage saying, you know, we were dead in our sins. You know, even though we were dead in our sins, our condition was, was nowhere. But because of God, who is so rich in mercy, who loved us so much, it's like that internal character and nature and heart of God, it moved him to send his son. So there's this internal condition of God's heart and the external demonstration of his kindness in Jesus. That's what it, and that's what I think what kindness is. It's an external demonstration. It's, it's an action that expresses an internal care and concern and value for people. Um, but God made all the first moves. You know, God initiates always and we respond to that. And this, you know, this idea that actually God's kindness wasn't deserved or earned by us. It's just given. You know, and if we're called to be examples, so you know, God wants, this, like, this kind of gets really makes me think God wants to point at me as an example of his kindness so like there's I have to partner with that that's got to look like something for me um, and this idea of kindness listen it's not earned or deserved and you know we're not walking in the fullness of the fruit of the spirit in, in Christ-like kindness if my kindness is based on when you deserve it when you've earned it when you might reciprocate it even whether you might notice and thank me for it like that that's not enough it's initiated by me because of an internal care and concern I have it's not about other people deserving it just be kind. I mean, we, almost I could sit down and shut up now. You know, just be kind. Clothe yourself with kindness. Just put it on. But Jesus, Jesus, the most profound example of God's kindness, and and that actually God wants to point to you and I, and people would say, "Wow, God's kind." Look at James. Wow, look at Justin. God is kind. Um, that's amazing. You know, so Jesus is kindness personified, I suppose. Not just in his, you know, his life and death and resurrection, but actually if you look at, you know, if you read through the Gospels in, and look at actually how Jesus was with people, how did he engage with people, how did he react and relate to people, actually you see this demonstration of this internal heart, internal care, concern and value and interest in people um, that actually was then expressed in kindness. You know, Jesus noticed people. He, he met them exactly where they were at. He recognised what they needed and he initiated to move to meet it. Um, and I think sometimes we can think kindness is, you know, is about you know, meeting someone's need and being kind towards them is very much about something physical I can do, provide for a physical need. Um, although sometimes that was with Jesus. There's you know, at least two episodes where he, you know, he fed people, fed the 4,000, fed the 5,000. He got breakfast sorted for the disciples when they were fishing. Like he, kindness, he was like, hey, they're probably hungry. Hey, I, I can do something about that. Um, 
but often I think it's um I think we you know that we're missing kindness if we just think it's about who's hungry you know who who can I buy something for who can I do something for practically although that is so much part of it um so much of the gospel is about actually Jesus meeting people who needed to be noticed, who needed to be seen and heard and valued and accepted and encouraged. And Jesus' kindness was about, I want to meet you there. Think about the woman caught in adultery, a love story in John. And she needed grace. She needed not need condemnation. She needed grace and a fresh start to say, hey, pick yourself up and go again. That's kindness. That's how Jesus was. Zacchaeus brilliant story he just needed to be noticed and he needed to be seen you know he needed someone to see past the peripheral stuff that was maybe clunky and he was a tax collector and he'd probably been cheating people and you know people saw that but Jesus looked right through that and said hey I see you and and Jesus initiated friendship with him he didn't wait to be asked it's very un-British he said hey I'm coming to tea with you that's his kindness he's saying this guy needs to be seen he needs to be accepted um Mary at Bethany, the woman who poured um, perfume out on Jesus' feet, you know, lots of Bible scholars think she was probably a prostitute. You know, actually think about the stigma and the rejection for her. Actually, Jesus' kindness meeting her need for exception and acceptance and, and validation and value and dignity. Jesus met her in those things. So if, you know, if we want to know, okay, we need to walk in kindness, we need to, because remember, the, you know, we abide in Jesus and we, we live led by the Holy Spirit. This fruit is going to grow, but it is partnership. There's stuff that you and I need to do to steward that and protect that and, and have healthy growth in these areas. So you know, if we want to be people who people can look at and say, hey, look, look at their life, God's kind, then we, we, you know, we're not going to go too far wrong if we don't just look at the life of Jesus. And how did Jesus treat people and speak to people and react with people because that's what kindness looks like in very practical and real terms but it's because of who we are so as God's chosen people be kind it's like get dressed put the right stuff on you know recognize and 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 you know constantly reminding ourselves of the amazing kindness of God towards us you know we've received so much kindness you know and our and our living in in kindness as a response to that is is so little in comparison to the kindness we've received. But it's recognising what we've received and recognising, listen, that is the most amazing privilege. But there's a serious responsibility for being God's kids on the earth. And actually it's that we look like him. That actually God wants to point to us as examples that he is kind. And, and in all these things, it says in, in um, 2 Corinthians 3, that actually you know, we are those who are being um, transformed from one degree of glory to another into his image to be like Jesus. So you look at Jesus' kindness with people and think, listen, I might not be there yet, but I, there, there is no excuse and no reason why I'm not being continually transformed to look like Jesus in all his kindness. So practically, I suppose, you know, how, do we, um, how do we walk in kindness? Um, and honestly, I think it's pretty simple. Um, if you look, I suppose if you look at Jesus and look at his response to us, there's, there's almost, I think, the sort of three bits to it. There's one, being aware of a need, like noticing that people need some stuff. Actually having the care and concern for people. And thirdly, taking action. So firstly, be aware of need, care, and then do something about it. Take action. And we need all three things because kindness, otherwise it... It's, you, know, you need to, kindness isn't something just I feel about you. 
kindness is something you receive from me. You're like, does it mean there's got to be a connect? There's got to be action. So it's about sorting out the internal landscape of my heart and practically seeing that outworked and expressed. It's actively limit, um, living and demonstrating kindness. And do you know what? That absolutely requires that there are times when we've got to take our eyes off ourselves. You know, and I think we have to be constantly aware of this. And I feel like this, you know, even like Mark said, there's a... It's, it's what I think God's doing with us as a, as a family is actually, you know, we have a high value for being authentic, of being real and saying, listen, you know, I absolutely believe in wholeness and healing for people. But listen, I want us to be a place where, do you know, what? it's OK that you're not always OK. Actually, we value the process of getting healed up. You know, we value that actually, do you know what, there's tough times and we don't want to just put a mask on and say, God's good and I'm fine. Actually, it's, you know, we want to be an authentic place where um, actually, you know, we we value journey and process. Um, but there's a danger if that's all we focus on that actually we forget to lift our eyes up. And like Mark said, actually, we become so focused on the problem, we, we forget, we miss the solution, the answer. And, and this was one of our Instagram posts this week. Um, actually, we need to, we cannot afford to be more impressed by the problem, whether that's my stuff, whether that's your stuff, whether that's on the news. We cannot afford to be more impressed by the problem than we are impressed with the absolute, complete answer and provision in Jesus. Um, and so... Demonstrating and actively living in kindness requires, sometimes, guys, you've got to look up. We've got to take our eyes off ourselves. Look around us. Yes, we have got stuff going on, but look at who Jesus is. Look at God's kindness towards us and look around you. There are people who God has put in your life that you need to be kind to. Um, and if you, you know, think about, actually, we're wanting to steward kindness. We want to see this grow and grow well. Um, there's these three things that need to be part of um, how we're kind, we, we need to be aware of the need, we need to care, and we need to take action. So enemies of kindness is almost the opposite of any of those things. Either we don't see, or we don't care, or we don't do anything about it. We don't move. Listen, none of those things are okay. And to remind, you know, and again, and I'm repeat myself, but listen, kindness is not a personality trait. So it's absolutely not good for any of us to be sitting there going, well, I'm just not a very kind person. That's not good enough. You need to be more kind. It's not okay. So maybe, you know, is it that we don't see? Is it that we don't care? Or maybe we don't care enough? Um, or is it that actually we just don't move? We don't anything to do about it? And listen, as a, a caveat, please, I am not saying that you know, because there's a danger that we can become overwhelmed with need. And, and I'm not saying you are anyone's saviour and you have to meet all the needs in this church. Like, that is a recipe for disaster. So I'm not saying that. But I am saying, listen, there are some people that you need to see, you need to care, and you need to move. And that's what kindness looks like. Um, so if we don't see it, you know, maybe we're too busy. Maybe we are too aware of my stuff. And, and, the, and, and listen, I'm not in any way belittling. I know there's tough stuff. There's big stuff some of you guys are, are walking on. But we, you know, we can't afford to be navel gaze. And we have to be first looking up and then bringing the hope of heaven into our situation. But maybe if we don't see need around us or we don't see opportunities for kindness it's maybe because we're too busy. Maybe we've got the wrong focus. Maybe our eyes are too much on us. Um, or maybe it's because actually I'm not looking. Now that might sound really obvious. Um, so maybe actually the answer for some of us is actually I need to look. In Philippians 2, Paul says this, let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Really important. And notice he doesn't say don't have any concern from yourself. 
He says, don't look out only for your own interests. So it doesn't help for you to be a martyr and say, I have no needs, I have no difficulty, I'm fine, what can I do for you? Like, that's not healthy or helpful. So yes, be aware of your own interests, but this is a profound and shocking statement for you, but it's not all about you. I know, gutted. It's not all about me. I can't, it's like, that is a biblical requirement there, folks. You cannot only look out for your own interests. You have to look, actively look. So it's not just a question of saying, well, I didn't see it, because I would challenge you, well, are you looking? You need to look out for the interests of others in order to start on this journey of being kind. Look out for other people. Where are they at? What do they need? How can I be kind to them today? Um, and then having this concern in the middle, listen, we need to care. Kindness starts with caring because it's all very well seeing a need or an opportunity and just meh, bothered someone. You know, it, like we need to care, okay? I need to care. It, I mind. Do you know what? It matters. It bothers me. I, I, want, I, you know, I need to care. If we don't, if you feel like, you know what? I'm just not sure that I do. You need to get before God and ask him to, to change your heart. You know, like David did, actually creating me a clean heart. God, just start something over in me because that's, that's not okay. Like that's not, honestly, that's not normal for God's kids to look at need and, and not care. Okay, that's not good enough. We need to see people like God sees them, value them like he values them so we can love them like he loves them and be kind. Okay, we need to sort out what's going on in the inside and then you just need to move. And honestly, sometimes it's just a simple, it, it's simple, but not necessarily easy. It's just about obeying. It's about just saying yes. It's like, I'm looking, I've seen, I care, and I'm going to move. I'm going to do something about that. You know, how can I meet, you know, how can I meet that need? Um, and maybe, and listen, be all right with not always knowing. Here's another profound insight. Maybe you could ask, hey, how can I help? Wow, that sounds like you're having a tough time right now. What do you need? How can I help you? Ask. It's fine. We don't have to have all the answers, but we could ask. But this, this movement is about obedience. And it, it is about keeping in step with the Holy Spirit and, and looking for and seeing opportunities to be kind to people. And again, you know, just like you know, Jesus' kindness wasn't, um, wasn't just about rescuing us and meeting our spiritual need, although that's the most profound example of his kindness. Again, it wasn't just about physical, practical need. Um, although, again, that's very real. You know, actually, you know, feed the person who's on the street. You know, someone who's... One, you, know, you don't have to go any, any distance in Manchester to see someone who has real, obvious, practical, physical needs. And most of us have a few quid in our pocket. We could go and get something to eat. Or, like, we, we can be kind in that way. But listen, we need to be really, really aware. Like, our needs as humans, I mean, everybody, like, our needs aren't just clothes and a home and food actually I need affection and so do you you need encouragement we need friendship and company um, we need to be noticed we need to feel like someone gives a monkeys we need to feel valued actually I need people to pray with me I need people to challenge me don't always like it but I need that kindness is love in action I found this brilliant um, quote um, which I think just like that, that's what it looks like. Um, so Karen McCullough and Kristen Smith, Kirsten Smith, big pardon, they're screenwriters. They wrote such classics as um, Legally Blonde and 10 Things I Hate About You. Classic movies, you're welcome. Um, but they said this, this is good. Kindness, it's just love with its work boots on. 
keeps, that's profound, right? And simple. I'm like, I get that. I can understand that. It's like, listen, I, I care. I love. I have this fierce commitment and value for people. But I need to put my boots on. I need to do something about that. I love that. And so it's, it's actually, people have these needs, you know, physical, financial, emotional, spiritual. People have these needs. And we have not all the answers, but all of us have some capacity to, in kindness, meet some of those needs. Not all of the needs, not for all the people, but some of them, for some people, you can. So we need to love and we need to put our work boots on. I love that. It needs to look like something. I think they've kind of tapped into something that um, God said in the Bible, 1 John 3, 18. Dear children, let us stop saying, stop just saying we love each other. Let us really show it by our actions. I think they kind of paraphrase that. But that's, that's the thing. Actually, Jesus was super clear. The world's going to know you're my disciples because of the way you love. Not just because people pick up that there's this floaty, fuzzy feeling inside of us. It's because how they encounter us and how they see us being kind, how they see us responding to and treating people, all people, whatever sort of phase of life they're in, wherever they find themselves, actually, am I being kind to people? Um, it's, so it's got to have an outworking. The Greek word for kind is krestos, and actually part of its meaning in the Greek is, is that it's useful, it's fit for purpose. So it's not just a sort of feeling, it's like, listen, it's very practical, Kindness is useful in the kingdom. It's useful in its context. So it involves action. So I, listen, I want for us to open our eyes. I, and I think there's two things. I want us to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is going to highlight people to you. Maybe people in this church community who are, do you know what? Who are lonely, who need some friends, who need, and you need to notice and you need to care and you need to do something about that. Say, hey, do you want to come for a coffee this week? Why don't you come back for lunch with us after church and my family? Like, look, start looking, because there's some people in this room who have some needs that some of you need to meet, okay? But, and so we, it is, it's being aware of that kind of, oh, I, 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 do you know what? I feel like I should drop that person a text. That's kind of some, that's often the way the kind of Holy Spirit, I suppose, walks with me. It's that kind of, sort of a little bit of a nudge. Oh, why am I thinking about that person? Maybe I just need to say, hey, I love you, I'm praying for you, how's things? Like, keep it simple, but actually, kindness that is spirit-led kindness, and please, I'm, yes, it's in this room, but it's absolutely in your workplace, it's absolutely where you live, it's absolutely the stranger you walk past, it's the person on the bus, it's the lady who's, I don't know, serving you in Tesco's, whoever it is, it's being aware of, oh, you know, how do I demonstrate God's kindness? Um, whether that's people have, you know, need help practically, whether they need encouragement, whether they just need a smile and say, hey, you're doing a great job. Um, maybe it is actually someone needs some financial help and you need to give. Whatever it is, you, you know, you need to see it, you need to care about it and you need to act and follow the Holy Spirit in that. But honestly, I think as well, rather than, you know, feeling like we need to wait for, you know, this divine moment where, you know, we feel the Holy Spirit is saying, this is the person to be kind to. Honestly, just make it a habit. Just be kind for the sake of being kind. Not necessarily because you feel like the Holy Spirit's you know, directing you to that exact person with that exact need, but just be kind because you can for the sake of it. Have you heard of, um, has we heard of the movement called the Random Act of Kindness Foundation? Anyone come across them? Um, there's lots of, it's amazing, there's lots of kindness movements around the world. Um, but there's this, it's a not-for-profit charity um, from the States and it, it basically came in response to, I think in Detroit, there was a summer of, you know, real high violence and gun crime and, and murder. And, and some people just said, kind of almost not on our watch. 
Um, so they started this random acts of kindness where they just do what it kind of it says on the tin. They just do random acts of kindness, super simple things like, you know, they will put a load of money in parking meters when they're going so the next person doesn't have to pay or, you know, putting post-it notes with encouragement or clearing up litter or, you know, baking cakes, for whatever it is, super simple things. And not, and not necessarily because, the, you know, it's thus says the Lord, Sarah put some extra money in the parking meter, but why not? Just keep it simple. So there's, do you see what I'm saying in terms of paying attention to the Holy Spirit and he will highlight some people that you need to be kind to. You need to care and move towards. But also keeping it simple. Just actually be intentional about making kindness your norm, a habit. Um, and do you know what? Actually, I, I, I genuinely, I think the Random Acts of Kindness movement is brilliant and I would encourage you, have a look at their website. They've got absolutely tons of brilliant ideas in ones that you you know kind acts you can do with your kids in school out and about loads and loads of really good ideas um but the thing is actually for us they're not random there's real purpose in kindness because it's a fruit of the kingdom and it's a way that we extend the kingdom so there's you know is keep it simple and do it for the sake of it but actually recognize do you know what this is really powerful this makes a real difference and so i was kind of looking at their website and completely coincidentally starting today the 12th of february this week is the random acts of kindness week who knew amazing so our skiing holiday and mark speak it's all preordained by the lord listen this week is random acts of kindness week so why not and do you know what you and I, as God's kids, as the recipients of the most unbelievable gift of kindness, we should be the most kind people in Manchester. And it needs to look like something. It's, kindness isn't just an internal thing I feel. It's something that other people recognise and encounter from me. Kindness. And if it isn't, then I need to make some changes. So I want to stand and I want to pray. Um, Let's pray. God, I want to thank you for your amazing kindness towards us. Lord, I want to thank you that we are, um, God, that we are your chosen people. What an amazing privilege, God, to be chosen by you. We're chosen by you. We're holy and we're dearly loved. And God, so we want to start off by saying we're so thankful for your kindness. Thank you that you draw us with kindness. You don't chase us down with threats. Lord, you draw us with loving, unfailing kindness. And we're so thankful. Um, but God, we say that we want, to be, we want to be more kind. And so God, I ask that you would help us as a church family to clothe ourselves in kindness. Actually, to, um, yeah, just to, to start looking, to start seeing. God, to care more. Um, and just to be able to walk in obedience and meet those needs. So, Father, would you open our eyes um, and, and, God, help us to see opportunities where we can be kind. And thank you, God, that it is, um, yeah, God, we love because you first loved us. And, God, we want to be kind because you've been so kind to us. And it's a way that we can love you. It's a way we can honour you. It's a way we can extend your kingdom. Um, so, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come and you would develop this fruit in all of our lives. Um, that we would commit to being kind people because we want to represent and serve you well, Jesus. And it's in his name and for his glory and for his kingdom that we ask it. Amen.